Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez. And I'm Jared Schmansky. How you doing, Jared? I'll tell you what, man. I am I am tired. I am very, yeah. very tired. So Why are you tired? So for all those who, who don't know, um, I my son was born this past weekend. So this is recording on Thursday, September 3rd. So he was born August 29th at 2.30 in the morning. Saturday, August 29th at 2.30 in the morning. So it's been, it's been what is it, almost five days now he's been alive? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll tell you oh what. Oh my gosh. It's been something. That, that's amazing. Oh, I I'm so excited. I, it's been, I it has been a journey, I'll tell you what. I, and we're going to talk more about like the birth and stuff like that uh, and get into it later, but... These last five days, everyone's like, oh, it's a blur. You're not, you know, you, you won't even know. I think I woke up yesterday and Katie asked me what day it was. I was like, I have no idea. Honestly, it could, it could be three weeks from when he was born. And I, I just <laughs> would have no idea. I, uh, I can't wait to hear it all. But before we get into all that, I mean, like, how are you doing? How's the house? How's, you know, are so, you eating and drinking? To follow up from last episode, and I think... Katie got a bunch of feedback from this when we posted our home improvement episode. Um, <laughs> I did not finish the bathroom in time. I know a lot of people were waiting on the edge of their seats to find out. I didn't, I did yeah. not. I missed that deadline. So uh, we, we planned to do it on Saturday last week. Cause we have to do some plumbing stuff. So I needed my father-in-law to come back and help me with the plumbing stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. so I missed my deadline. He came on Friday when I needed to do the bathroom on Saturday. So just missed it. Dang. Just missed it. So a little bit of follow up on that too. I did my bathroom stuff. Ooh, I want to hear how to go. And in our last episode, you said, you know, you kind of, sometimes you just kind of find things and you just kind of like, like it keeps going mm-hmm. and yep. there's just more issues. It's like and, pulling out uh, a thread on a sweater, right? Exactly. So I did my vanity, pulled the vanity off. It took me literally too long to figure out that my vanity was anchored to my wall. Ooh, yeah. Like yep. way too, way too long. Um, so we got that off and I then tried to take the mirror off, which I wasn't going to do the mirror. Kayla was like, let's take off the mirror. Let's change that out. And it was glued to the wall. Who does like, that? Who does that? I, apparently that's what you do with mirrors you, or at least you used to. So that mirror though, was it like, it didn't have a frame on it so it wasn't mounted like on a frame it was just like a an open mirror right yeah just glued to the wall so we taped it up all the way and i just started shattering it into pieces and got it removed off of the wall um finally sanded it all Mm -hmm. and then the next day i start poking at it and like the paint just like peels off of it and on the side closest to the plumbing i just like stick my finger in the drywall and just like scoop it out and and i just have like an inch gap like probably an inch gap three inches long of just like scooped out drywall and i was like son of a bitch so i just filled that bitch with caulk yeah oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) and i was like well this will have to do for now and uh then i put dry lock over or i spackled it spackled it over then i dry locked over top of it and then painted it all and got the vanity in got some new shelves up so we're finally good on nice. my bathroom project, but nice. I was very, very pissed about this. There's probably plumbing leaking somewhere inside. I was the gonna wall. say if it, if it was if it was wet and you had to take some drywall out, it's uh that's not a that's not a great sign. Trust me, yeah. I know that's it. That's how I found. how I found mm-hmm. my problem. Yeah. So uh, outside of that, you've been home for a couple of days. 
Yeah. Um, I tell you what, it's actually uh, been kind of nice not thinking about work. I know I'm. It's because I'm super busy with kiddo and stuff like that. So I'm on. Um. It, so it worked out that I could take. So I get five days of paternity leave, right? Uh, which mm-hmm. is not a ton, but because it's a holiday weekend, I actually get Friday and Monday off. So I am nice. off work from until next Wednesday because I get that extra oh, day that's next great. week. So that was uh, that was kind of nice. I get uh, I get a little extra break on top. So that's it's been really nice not being at work. That's amazing. Um, so I want to segue into. I want to jump right into it. Hit, hit me. Hit me. Hit me with all your questions. I want to hear, and then I'll tell this. I want to hear your questions first, so I so it gets me going on on. You know, okay. Um, what I'm thinking. So like, you know, when it's happening, right? Okay. When when did when was it like go time? Like when were you like, oh shit! All right, let's get in the car. Like, did you know it? Did Katie know it? So. Actually, I made a note in my phone. So to show show all of our listeners my dedication, while Katie was laboring in the hospital, I was sitting on my phone writing, and I'll show it to the camera for all the people who are going to watch this on YouTube. <laughs> I was writing notes on my phone, <laughs> monologuing to myself about, hey, I, I should make sure I don't forget this. Um, so while I was journaling, while Katie was screaming. Um, right. I So Friday... I was going to say, mm-hmm. we listen, I listened to you talk about like, hey, Kayla had to walk nine miles and like really thought it was going to be that day. And then maybe it wasn't. So what didn't occur to me is that you literally labor all day. You as in my wife, Katie literally labors all or labored all day. She started at one o'clock in the morning on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And then um, she so she woke up at one, started laboring. Just, I mean, she'd been having contractions all week, right? So it wasn't, they were just a little bit more intense. She said it was the first time she felt like them to be painful instead of just like, oh, a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So she's laboring all day and day, the day goes by just kind of normally. I mean, I went on some work calls in the morning. I was at work about three o'clock rolled around and, um, Katie was getting a little bit more uncomfortable and I was like, she, so she had gone to the doctor in the morning and she was four centimeters dilated and they're like, okay, well if these get worse or stronger, you know, it's the gyno basically said like, it's either going to be today or tomorrow. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's we're here. Um, so that when she called me and told me that I, it kind of dawned on me like, all right, so it's happening like today, like this is going to happen. And then she came home and nothing really progressed. They just kind of stayed the mm-hmm. same and and about the same level. They were a little a little intense, but not too bad. Then right. the, the day went on and she was laboring about three o'clock. It got a little bit more intense, but not a ton. And I, I mm-hmm. started trying to time them. And Katie didn't want me to time them because then she'd have to admit that they were five minutes apart and she needed to go to the hospital. So right. I was trying to time them. And then finally I convinced Katie, all right, maybe we should time these so that we can. Uh, so then we had dinner about five and we we're like, okay, well, let's take Lou up to. So uh, Katie's parents were watching our dog. Um, while, mm-hmm. And we're like, we know it's going to be today or tomorrow. Even if we don't go in tonight, it's, we're going to have to go in tomorrow morning. Right. So we should just take right. Lou up there. She can stay the night at Katie's parents and then we'll go in whenever we're ready. Right. So we go up mm-hmm. to Katie's parents' house. We drop the dog off. We sit at Katie's parents' house for about 45 minutes. And I was timing Katie's contractions. And they were mm-hmm. anywhere between six minutes and four minutes apart. 
and like okay five minutes is like the number where they're like hey go to the hospital yeah so i was like katie we should go to the hospital she's like no i'm not ready i'm like katie we should go to the hospital she's like no i'm not ready all right so we didn't go to the hospital i convinced her to call the gynecologist because especially with like covid going on they don't want false alarms they don't want you going to the hospital unless you're having the baby because they don't want you risking you know that getting covid they don't want the docs you know risking getting covid for nothing right so they mm-hmm. they want you to call him talk to him on the phone first so we called him and, and he was like well how far apart are they and she's like you know five minutes and he's like okay but what i didn't know until later is he was actually listening to see how uncomfortable she sounded on the phone because oh, okay apparently that's like the biggest sign is like hey if, if they're uncomfortable then that probably means the baby's coming um right so while they were talking on the phone he's like you know Yes, normally I would say come in, but if you want to go home for a little while and then come in a little bit later, you'll be fine too. Um, so Katie's like, okay, hmm. we'll go home. Katie wanted to go home anyway. Um, so she's like, okay, we'll go, we'll go home and maybe we'll come in in like an hour or so. And we get home, we sit on the couch, and like half an hour later, we're like, yeah, okay, it's time. Katie started uh, getting to the point where it was <laughs> really painful, and and it was. And we're like, all right, yep, yep, it's time. So uh, mm-hmm. we went to the hospital about eight o'clock Friday night. Wow. So from wow. 1 a.m. Friday morning until about 8 o'clock Friday night is when we uh, is when we were, you know, that was the limbo mode. Yeah, that's I mean, that that's crazy. Kayla did um, like 2 a.m. Wednesday morning and then we went in 4 p.m. Wednesday afternoon. OK. And the Cora didn't even come until that following morning at 3.30. Wow. So yeah, you, you guys so were like, in the hospital from four to three, or I'm sorry, in the hospital for longer. But you were, in, yeah. you got to the hospital four p.m. and she didn't come till three a.m. Right? Yeah. Yep. 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 When you got to the hospital, what was that like? Like, did you have to go into triage? Yeah. Yep. So uh, when we got there about eight o'clock, we go in and we go to the labor and delivery, and I. In my head, I was like, oh, it's labor and delivery. They're going to put us in a labor and delivery room, right? I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that's just not how it goes, right? So they put us in triage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had to stay out while they took Katie back. I'm sure to ask, you know, questions like, hey, are you are you safe? Is everything OK? Like, is, is this man really your husband? Things like that. Those kind <laughs> of questions, which I mean, right. looking at me, I would ask those questions, too. Look, yeah. I mean, look how long this hair is. I haven't gotten a haircut in like two months. Look at that. You look uh, like a hippie. I do. I do look like a hippie. Uh, so I had to sit out. I had to sit out of in the waiting room for like twenty minutes, half an hour. Um, mm. And then they came and got me. And then they did. And they checked to see how dilated she was, and she was six centimeters. Um, but the baby's head was really low to begin with. Like she, the mm-hmm. the um, nurse that was working had to go get a consult from a doctor because she couldn't tell how dilated Katie was because Ben's head was so far down Um, really yeah so he came in he's like oh six centimeters and then after that we had to get an ultrasound to make sure everything was okay right um and everything checked out just fine we were in there until about 10 uh so we were in like triage from 8 to 10 then we go to our our delivery room right uh and so the next step this is this is like the first scare so ben gave us a couple of scares throughout the night um this was scare number one so katie labored for like a little bit uh maybe 
half an hour in the labor and delivery room and then she said she wanted the epidural uh mm-hmm. so the nurse like okay cool we'll go get they went and got the the anesthesiologist they did the whole thing and they did the epidural and the nurse was like oh don't worry you're gonna be able to take a nap after you get the epidural you know because right after you get the epidural she's like this you're you're extra calm you, you know things are it slows things down to start out with you know so you can take yeah. a little nap and you'll be okay and katie's like awesome like that's that's amazing that's the best news um well she lied so <laughs> so th- katie got the epidural and then mm-hmm. the doc came in and was like hey we're gonna break your water because their water hasn't yeah. broken yet so they had to break her water well the first big scare is after they broke her water her uterus contracted right it went through a contraction but because the epidural it contracted too much it didn't know when to stop Oh, and wow. it lowered his heart rate by quite a bit. Oh, wow. And so she's hooked up to like a bunch of machines and monitors. So you can see his heart rate, her heart rate, contractions, all basically everything you need to know about all of them. You saw yeah. his heart rate drop really low. Um, wow. So she had like quickly the docs came in. They had to flip her around and put her in a different position. So she was on all fours. And then they had to give her a shot to like slow down labor. So her uterus would uh, un- uncontract, right? Uh, yeah. So going through all that they that was the first big scare it was like oh wow but then his heart rate came back up they had to put a monitor on his head and because they like wanted to make sure everything was right so they had to go in and yeah. put a monitor on his head um so they could measure mm-hmm. his heart rate and stuff like that so they did, did that with cora did they okay mm-hmm. I, I think that's pretty that's fairly similar katie's mom said she had one too so i think that's a fairly fairly standard practice mm-hmm. um so they had the monitor on his head and stuff like that and then everything seemed to calm down for a little while uh for like an hour uh katie labored on all fours and uh you know contractions were uncomfortable but less so because of the epidural um and then we switched positions to on her side and then um her back was hurting so she mm-hmm. was like hey can i sit straight up and down so my back doesn't hurt um they were like yeah mm-hmm. that's a good position too for laboring it's called like throne position so i'm like sitting with your back straight up well as soon as she sat with her back straight up uh so they said you can tell when the baby moves down in the birth canal because his heart rate will drop and then jump back up to like say like hey i moved um right as soon as she sat straight up his heart rate dropped and came back up and they're like well there it is and the doc came in wow. and he, he checked and he's like yep that's time we're like oh all right so that was uh midnight it was twelve ten. um is when that happened so we get in we get in the position whatever and start uh get ready to push and the same thing happened to me. Like you were saying, they told you just to grab a leg. He's like, Jared, you're going to grab that leg and the nurse is going to grab the other leg. And Katie, you're going to grab both legs and we're just going to push. And we're like, <laughs> okay, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so they, they started to push and uh, it was, it was a long process. So Katie pushed for two hours, which was long and painful. Um, and the doc seemed was in like good mm-hmm. spirits the whole time. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't, mm-hmm too messed up about it so uh and then we had a resident in there too she kept coming in and helping so they were flipping in and out in the two hours so uh it actually kind of seemed like we didn't have like it seemed like not much was progressing because it took so long but then you actually could watch the monitor move a little bit further down right every time so we're like okay Mm -hmm. so something's happening um so about two hours of pushing which was just the for her the worst experience for me was a bad experience like two o'clock in the yeah. morning pushing 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 it was tough well mm-hmm. and then he was 
out, mm -hmm. which was good. And they put him on Katie. Okay, so he's out. Great. You know, it was super uncomfortable. He's out. She, they put him on Katie. His color looks good. The doc has me cut his umbilical cord right then and there. Super exciting. Right. Like, oh my gosh, we did it. Well, you could tell something was wrong um, because his color drained. So he came out pink. Oh, wow. And then went gray. And he wouldn't cry. And then and the nurse kept trying to get him to cry. And he wouldn't cry and wouldn't cry and wouldn't cry. Uh, and then like eight doctors came in the room. Oh, no. like they like hit a button and whisked him over to the warmer and like eight doctors came in the room and Katie has no idea what's going on because the doc is stitching her up and talking to her about all the things that yeah. she has to do. Katie has no idea. And I'm just like wide eyed staring at all these doctors and the labor, labor and delivery nurse who was an angel looks at me. She goes, it's going to be okay. I'm like, I, wh what's going on? And she's like, he just, he needs a little bit you know, of help. He'll be okay. You know, everything's going to be okay. She let go of Katie's hand while Katie's getting stitches to hold my hand because I like my hands are in my hair. I, I had to sit down because like stare, I was watching eight. I didn't know what to do. You go through all yeah. this. Like he was. So in the end, I, I found this out. So he didn't breathe when he came out. So what they did mm. is they gave him, they had to give him some oxygen and, and some manual um, air and then he started breathing mm -hmm. and everything came back and it wasn't for very long. He, his heart, his heart rate never stopped. It wasn't anything like that. He just wouldn't breathe. Yeah. Okay. So, Ooh. Oh my God. It was that's terrifying. That's I'm like my pit, my stomach's like, I have a pit in my stomach. I can't gonna, imagine being in your shoes. I'm gonna be honest. I'm sweating again. Just thinking about it. It was, I'm sweating. Uh, it was, it was terrifying. It was, ter it was just, you go through all, I, and, and in that moment, I was thinking about like, what do I do? There's not, cause mm -hmm. I can't do anything, right? There's nothing I can do to help or, or any, but you go through nine months of, of, of hard work. And Katie's been, you know, we just spent 12 hours pushing this, you know, Katie spent 12 hours pushing this kid out and you know, we've been working on this and planning for it forever. What do you do if it doesn't work? Right. No, I like, just my heart sunk and then he cried mm -hmm. so and then he cried and then the doc yeah. the the NICU doc who was there who was the lead on the whole thing came over and she grabbed my hand and she's like okay he's he's breathing his color's back you know she tried to explain what happened in medical terms and honestly i just went over my head between be between it being three o'clock in the morning and you know going through the most stressful thing in my entire life um so she came over and explained what happened. And then she said, well, you're going to have to go. He's going to have to go up to the NICU. And I was like, what? Mm. She goes, nope, nope. It's just for precautions. He's breathing on his own now. He's, everything's okay. But we did have to give him oxygen and we want to monitor him to make sure everything's okay. So like, you're going to have to come up to the NICU with him. So I had to go. I actually had to leave Katie while she was getting stitched up to go up to the yeah. NICU for an hour and a half to two hours and watch him be hooked up to monitors so they can monitor. But the good news is, um, and obviously five days out, he's, ha he's healthy. He's happy. Everything's good now. But yeah, um, for sure. the first good sign is they had an incubator in the room. Um, mm -hmm. when they, when they first, like when all the doctors came in, they brought an incubator in. Um, and then he was actually able to go up to the NICU by himself in a, uh, cradle, like in one of those glass cradles that the hospital has. Mm -hmm. And then after that, he uh 
he was only in the NICU for like an hour and a half. And so I bet like became best friends with the NICU nurse because here's <laughs> first time dad having a heart attack, staring at his newborn son that I haven't even, I hadn't even held him yet. So they gave him yeah. to Katie for a little bit and then they gave him to Katie again for a minute right before we took, they took him away. They're like, Hey, why don't you meet your son before we take him upstairs? Um, but I hadn't even held him yet. I hadn't even, you know, cause he was just being whisked around with 50 doctors um, right. So I was just standing next to it, like standing next to his bedside beds, you know, the, the NICU bed, um, mm-hmm. just staring at him. And I was, you know, this nurse I'm talking to her. I'm like, what do I do? She's like, what do you mean? Everything's, right. f- everything's fine. I'm like, what do you mean? Everything's fine. We're in the NICU. And she's like, honestly, his, st- all his stats are fine. His O2 is a hundred percent the whole time. Like it never wavered. She says, this is, he's going to be, he's going to be just fine. She's like, if you saw the other babies that came in here and ended up being okay, like you would, you would feel just fine. And I was like, all right, that mm-hmm. makes me feel a little bit better, but only like 3% better because I'm still in the NICU at four right. o'clock in the morning with my newborn son. Um, yeah. And it's like, there's a feeling, you know, right, right when the baby's out, you know, like we have a feeling and I can't imagine what moms feel, mm-hmm. but like that moment that the baby's out, and like, there's this thing, like you know, it's it's now this this little human that's that's yours, and it's the most important thing in your world at that moment. And for in your shoes, I I I wasn't in that position, you right? Know? They they tested Cora for pneumonia, like they pulled her away to test her for pneumonia, so I didn't get to see her right away. But I, it wasn't that situation for me. Like sure. I, I really can't imagine. And then for in Katie's shoes. Her husband and her baby whisked away for hours. Yeah. Well, and and I had to like, obviously Katie and I caught up when I got back because we, you know, while we still, we were gone for two hours, it still was only two hours, right? It wasn't right. It wasn't too terribly long. We could have been gone for days. Um, Mm -hmm. but when I came back and we talked about it and it was like, um, she had to deliver the placenta by herself. She had to go through the stitches and talk. But luckily, like I said, our labor and delivery nurse was an angel and she was with her all night long. So that was, uh, that was really, really nice that we had like a, a good support there to yeah. help. Cause I don't know. I, That's good. Joe, I don't know what we would have done. I, it, oh. it hurts my heart just like right now to think about that moment because you just, you, I don't know what we would have done heartbreaking heartbreaking to think about yeah it is and you know unfortunately that happens down the line you know with some people and i i and you you think you're immune right you think you're immune you're like oh that can never it's like when you're a teenager and you think you could drive 100 miles an hour and be fine you know that'll never happen to me i right man i it is it's crazy and it's um it's even like it's got it's this fear with parents you know and then even knowing your baby's happy and healthy like ben's gonna get sick the first time he gets sick you're gonna go into a frenzy i can't even imagine (laughs) i already can't even imagine i remember when cora got her first like sniffles and like sneezes like it was like oh shit okay what medicine do we have what can we give her like what can we do like yeah it's crazy um but what okay so ben's good you guys come down all right yeah so what happened so two hours go by and she's like you're good to go like i'll get the doc and you guys can get Mm -hmm. discharged from the nicu like everything's okay 
So this is like four o'clock in the morning is when we get back to the room. So he was born at 228. So I guess it must have been about an hour and a half in the NICU, hour, hour and a half in the NICU. Um, so we get back downstairs and uh, Katie's all stitched up and everything's good. She delivered the placenta and all that. Um, we were holding Ben. We're able to, you know, hold him and things like that. Uh, then about an hour goes by where they're kind of explaining what's going to happen. And then they turf us up to recovery. Um, so we get turfed up to recovery. We get a new room. Um, and then basically they're like, Hey, uh, we meet our new nurse and she's like, I'm only going to, cause it's the shifts at the hospital are 7 PM to 7 AM. And we got up there at 5 30 AM. So she's right. like, I'm only going to be your doc for like another hour. But then they measured him, checked his vitals, all that kind of stuff. When he gets up there, then Katie and I slept for about two and a half hours, three hours until about seven. Okay. So seven thirty rolls. We fell asleep from like five thirty to like seven thirty eight. Um, and mm-hmm. then the new nurse and doc came in to introduce themselves and talk about it, all that stuff. And then once I was awake, I wasn't, I wasn't quite on the hey, if the baby's sleeping, you should sleep schedule yet, right? Yeah, Which I wish I would have been. Um, so. All that happens, and we get uh, we wake up, and then it's time to feed Ben, and mm-hmm. the little sucker won't latch. Now, yeah, um, what what we did find out uh, is newborns don't need a, like to they technically don't need to breastfeed the first twenty four hours. They're still running on everything that's happened. Um, mm-hmm. So at first we thought he so he had swallowed a bunch of amniotic fluid coming out of the womb. Okay. Um, and we, uh, cause he was coughing up mucus left and right and sneezing and stuff like that. Um, and every, everyone's like, oh, that's normal. That's, you know, of course me, I'm freaking out because of what happened three hours ago. I was like, but he almost died three hours ago. Like, what do you mean? He's right. and they're like, no, everything's normal. Everything's normal. So, uh, but he won't latch. And we're like, okay, maybe he mm-hmm. just has all this mucus in his stomach and isn't hungry. So we waited and we tried throughout the day and it didn't worry us. And then, uh, 24 hours hit, which is when they like need to eat about three o'clock in the morning. And he still wouldn't latch. And he still wouldn't eat, wouldn't eat. Uh, so then we had to set up a meeting with a lactation consultant. Uh, and both Katie and I are pretty mm-hmm. dead tired by this point. Um, and right. so we set up a meeting with a lactation consultant. The rest of the day is kind of a blur. I'll be honest. Cause we're just sitting around watching TV. The Hobbit was on TV. Right. So we got to watch oh, t- TV. Okay. You know, that was pretty good. Was, you know, one of those little bright sides. Yeah. Uh, so we're watching TV and just ha- holding him and things like that. We took a couple of naps. Um, and so the lactation consultant comes in and gets him to latch uh, f- just for a little bit and gets him to, to latch and eat for, for a little bit. Uh, but then she says, like, well, if he's not eating, like, you have to supplement with formula. And that that right. really uh, that really frustrated Katie. Um, because yeah. that's, I think it's a common thing that no mom wants to be told that they can't feed their kid. Right. No mom wants yeah. to be told like, Hey, you're not enough. Um, mm-hmm. so that was really the first, you know, a big challenge to, to overcome before we could even go home is, Hey, we're going to have to stop and get formula because he hasn't eaten yet. And he was starting to cry and be, you know, you could tell he was hungry. He was being cranky and things like that. Um, but he did eat at that lactation consultant um, meeting. So he ate there. So we were able to do that, get him in a car seat, get him home, 
And then when we got home, Katie's parents actually came over for a little bit, brought our, you know, brought our dog back, um, got to meet him and hold him for a bit while uh, I took a shower, which I hadn't showered in three days. So that was <laughs> much needed. Uh, right. So while we showered and then uh, got everything kind of together. And then first night was actually pretty easy. So we fed okay. him. So we fed him with formula. Um, Katie also started pumping. So um, and I'll get to as we work through this story. That's kind of our our current uh, plan. Most of the time, we she can just pump, and we don't need formula. But uh, mm-hmm. some sometimes he needs a little bit of supplement. Like just now, right before actually we started recording, I gave him a little bit of formula because uh, just the way the ratios work out. They gave us like a number to hit, like a like a number of milliliters we need to hit. Yeah. Milliliters, yeah number of milliliters we need to hit and um so if he doesn't hit that number we have to match it with formula okay so we get home first night was actually pretty easy he's uh he slept big big chunks of time like four hours at a time uh yeah so we only woke up a couple of times fed him most of the time katie would wake up and check to make sure he's breathing i've done the same thing a yeah. bunch of times <laughs> uh so just checking on making sure he's breathing stuff like that then uh day one was a little bit tough. He like trying to get a schedule down and getting him to eat. And then, uh, finally like feeding him and getting on, like getting the ratios right and making sure the food's right. And then we went to the doctor on the first day. So we had to go, uh, to the pediatrician, uh, and he's great in the car. So we found that out. That's nice. Good. Uh, so we went to the doc doc actually kind of explained, um, she had troubles breastfeeding herself and she's like, you know, nobody ever, Nobody ever tells you. Everyone just always brings up, they're like, are you going to breastfeed or are you going to bottle feed? You know, of course, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to breastfeed. Nobody ever brings up the fact that it can be really, 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 really hard to breastfeed. Like, very difficult. And not just, and on our end, it's because of Ben. It's not, Katie has no problem, you know, producing. There's no issues there. And it's not even, Ben doesn't even have physical issues. Like he's not tongue tied. He doesn't have any, he has a nice long tongue. It's nothing, no problems there. His problem is he's stubborn and he's lazy. So he'll latch yeah. and they'll suck like <laughs> once or twice and be like, Oh, nothing's happening. I'm done. And they'll scream. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, yep. you put a, put a little bit more effort in. Yeah. That's so. crazy. I mean, Cora, Cora was like that at first, like wouldn't latch lactation consultant came in really like, really really like left bruises on kayla trying to get like mm-hmm. manipulate her the right way so that cora would try to like you know it would just be appealing to cora to, to sure. latch onto that and it was kind of a pain um eventually i mean cora would latch down the line um but for the most part we relied on just bottles like filled with breast milk but yeah um but yeah that's what we're doing now. And it actually helps a lot because Katie will be working from home for, I mean, the foreseeable future, which could be two months, three months, whatever, until, until the schools like go back into, into in person. So we'll, Mm -hmm. it's nice because she can, uh, and actually we got the schedule today. She only has to be on camera teaching for like 20 minute swatches. Oh, nice. So the schedule really works out that she can teach for 20 minutes and then the kids go do work for a little while without her on camera so she can pump and then uh, go back to teaching. So it seems like we're going to be able to to make it happen. Now, there's the uh, the pride factor of Katie's Katie's not uh, 
not happy that she can't breastfeed be right like straight from the, straight from the breast because that's you know it just sucks and you know you grow up thinking hey i'm gonna breastfeed and everything's gonna mm-hmm. be fine and then all of a sudden it isn't so but <clears throat> i think uh right. i think beyond that i i there is we're getting to the point where we don't need the formula really anymore we only use it once in a while and then um katie just pumps enough that he gets enough to eat and then although mm-hmm. today uh it was kind of interesting today he like needed more food throughout the day than he normally does mm-hmm. like it's day five we we shouldn't and a significant amount like a whole another ounce right. of food versus so oh, we give wow. him like an ounce and a half per feeding right now um mm-hmm. of breast milk like an ounce and a half of breast milk per feeding and he needed an extra ounce per feeding like three wow. or four times today um katie's sister so, suggested that maybe he's going through a growth spurt that happens like in the first week that kids will just hit a growth spurt and need extra food and be more wiggly yeah i'm trying to think i don't know if cora jumped up that quick but it did seem pretty pretty quick we went from like two to three ounces or something like that like it you know she did have more pretty quick quicker than i thought um so you're home we're home now how has um do you have any sort of a schedule do you have any sort of a routine anything like that kind of Uh, the routine is based on i will say the routine is based on his feeding schedule right but we are getting much better at sleeping when he's sleeping Uh, he was super nocturnal our first night in the hospital like first right out of the bat he wasn't awake all day until like midnight and then all of a sudden (laughs) eyes wide open fussing yelling screaming you know talking all that kind of stuff uh i say talk like baby talk you know making noises um so that first night he was super nocturnal and then the second night or the first night at home he was pretty okay um he was a pain up until about like two o'clock in the morning and then his two o'clock feeding. We figured, we figured it out and like got enough food in him and stuff like that. And then he slept until about four or he slept, slept from two until six. So we got like a good four hour wow. nap, nap in. Um, and then at four hours you have to wake them up and feed them. Right. They said, don't skip more than one feeding or one every two hour feeding. Right. So, yeah. um, so we, he got a good nap in and then, it's been up and down. The next night, great. Mm-hmm. Night after that, terrible. Mm-hmm. Then, then last night wasn't so bad. So, okay. So who knows? It's been yeah. He's he's getting used to it. You guys are getting used to it. It's a yeah. it's a crazy. It's a whole you know. It's just a whole mix up. Like it's a whole new world when this happens. Um, how uh, how does it feel? to be a dad you've gone through all this katie's gone through all this yeah you're here now you have how a human does it feel to be a dad i uh so i have done and i'm not just saying this to say it katie would back me up i've done the lion's share of like the baby work since he came out okay so like i've changed 90% of the diapers I've done, you know, I feed them mm-hmm. with the bottle and stuff like that. Katie's pumping and stuff like that. So she's doing plenty of work on her own. Um, but like diapers and feedings and swaddling and stuff like that. Uh, and like soothing and stuff. I'm, I'm doing most of that work. Um, and I would say I feel like an overwhelming sense of responsibility, right? Like 
hey, nothing, nothing can happen because it, it's my job to make sure nothing happens. So that, right. that was like a big first, uh, first move of like, hey, I need to do this. Um, and then the next like side of that is I can't believe he's here. Right. Yeah. Like you go through all this work and, and honestly, it's more that I can't believe Katie's not pregnant anymore. Right. Cause she's been <laughs> pregnant for nine months. And the other day she bent right. over and picked up the dog's bowl without like any, any problem or hesitation. I'm like, you just bent over. She's like, what? Yeah. I'm like, you haven't been over in, you haven't bent over in, four and a half months or something like that you know when you got too big to bend over or when you know you're so i Mm -hmm. that's just mind-blowing mind-blowing to see like that happen uh so and obviously i love the kid to death and he scared Mm -hmm. the snot out of me right literally right off the bat right out of the womb scared the snot out of me so ever since then i've been a little uh like overprotective is not the right word but like extra aware yeah for sure but i think it also go ahead i was gonna say like every noise maybe has a little more weight to it yes yeah but i also think it's helped to let me not sweat the small stuff because i know what it felt like when everything was wrong right so (laughs) if he spits up a little bit you know i'm like all right well at least he's breathing and he's not you know (laughs) Even like when he's right. even when he's crying because he didn't cry when he came out and that was the source of like hey he's not crying which means he's not breathing even when he's mm-hmm. screaming now it doesn't really bother me that much because I'd rather him be screaming than not breathing right and that's yeah I think that's the big uh my my first big like hey it's okay that he cries because I'd rather him be crying and breathing than not crying and not breathing yeah for sure it's uh. I, I get that. It was, uh, I mean, I still check on Cora. The other night, she went down at like 7.30. And my kid doesn't sleep well at all. Cora is like the worst sleeper. When she was a newborn, she slept terribly. When she's, I mean, she's about to be 10 months old. She sleeps awful. Really? You know? How much sleep does she get a night now? Um. So let's say if she goes to bed at nine between nine and nine thirty right mm-hmm. let's say that's a typical bedtime she will wake up around two ish okay and start crying um and usually she'll take a couple good slugs of a bottle maybe sure. drink an ounce or two and then be back down until like sometimes she gets up before i i get up to go to work so sometimes she's up at like five thirty six o'clock and we bring her into into our bed mm-hmm. um and sometimes she'll sleep right through until after i leave for work and kayla gets up with her oh wow um but uh but she doesn't sleep a full night she's never slept a full night okay so the other night she uh um she fell asleep probably around seven thirty-eight. um and it was maybe midnight or so like i was just about to pass out and i was like I haven't heard her make any noise. Even when she's sleeping, she'll make some noise. Yeah. So I like crept into her bedroom and like put my hand on her back just to see if it was just like a double rise. <laughs> and, and we were good. Um, but yeah, it, it is weird that like, okay, I got to check to make sure the baby's still breathing. I do that. He'll be literally in my arms. So, you know, I've been holding him nonstop for the last 
four days. Um, so I'll swaddle him up in his little in his blanket. So I'll do a swaddle, and then I'll hold him in my arms, and he's this little tiny baby burrito, right? And he's just sitting in my arms, and he's passed out. No big deal. I'll be watching TV, and then all of a sudden, I'll stop my own breathing and hold my breath to make sure that like his chest goes up and down. Yeah. Like, okay, man, I, do, I do that to too. Normal. Just yeah, you know, if, quick if check. Cor- if Cor's laying on me, yeah, I like I stop and just like wait for her to go like. <sighs> <laughs> and i'm like okay okay you're good you're good all right we're good we're back at it again no big deal yeah um it's absolutely nuts to think that you are now a father it's I'm nuts father. on this end too like i can't believe that that it's happening like who would have thought it's just so i mean who would have thought five years so here's the one my my big sentimental sentimental moment so yeah. katie and i met in college um and we met way back when but we didn't really talk to each other until uh we were both on student government together my Mm -hmm. junior year um and katie's senior year so we uh we were on student government together and we had to go on this big retreat to start this whole we were on um like the leadership board of the student government we had to go on this big retreat and uh it was the first time i think we ever really spoke to each other and i was like what would you have done? Well, I said this while we were driving home from the hospital because it was six years almost to the day that we went on that retreat. And okay. I was like, six years ago, if somebody had come up to you and said, Hey, see that kid over there? You're going to have a kid with, you're going to have a baby with him in six years. What would right. you have said? And she's like, I don't know. You were pretty cute back then. I probably would have been okay with it. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, you got me. I, I don't think I ever, ever would have ever would have imagined that just six years later you know this would be married with a kid and a house and a this whole thing it's been but here's the downside mm-hmm. my lawn is ridiculously long right now i've let it oh go my god i haven't mowed it in like two and a half weeks i've skipped it because we were doing the bathroom i didn't mow it that weekend because we were doing the bathroom and then the baby came and i didn't mow it this last weekend so it's it's Ugh. stupid long right now and we've had some rain. Yeah, yeah, big storms. Oh, my goodness, you better get out there. Or your neighbor's gonna end up mowing it. I was gonna mow it this morning, um, or not this morning. I was gonna mow it during the day today, while while he napped. Because the nice thing about babies is, or at least my baby, he'll sleep through anything. That's I, good. I was watching uh while when he was in his needed to be hold just needed to be held to sleep. Right, he had a little phase where like he needed to be held while he slept mm-hmm. i was watching uh, umbrella academy and it, great season by the way great season Had a, yeah. it's it oh, was yeah. very entertaining um but none of the big explosions none of the noises i mean obviously i wasn't blaring the tv but nothing mm-hmm. nothing woke him up nothing even stirred him so that's amazing so um as we kind of wind down here, there's a couple more things I want to ask you. Like, yeah, I mean, me. how's Katie? How's Katie doing? Sure, sure, she's, sure. She's good. Uh, she's home. She's not pregnant. Not pregnant. Much better. Uh, she uh, she has stitches. She did tear a little bit, mm-hmm. so she has stitches. So that those are uncomfortable. Um, yeah. The whole pushing a human child out of your body thing is uncomfortable. So recovering from that is tough. Uh, yeah. And tiring. I think she mm-hmm. underestimated how exhausted everything would be right it's not just hey i'm not sleeping that much because she's sleeping about the same as she was when she was pregnant because yeah back then she woke up all the time anyway um but she's just physically exhausted everything is just tiring and exhausting mm-hmm. so um 
that's been tough. But honestly, it's every day gets better and better, right? The first day we were home and she like couldn't walk very fast and she had to, you know, kind of shuffle around the house and we didn't go very far. And we've been doing little like tiny walks. Just we have this yeah. little side street next to our house. We'll just go up the side street and back down the side street. Um, and every day she gets a little bit better and a little bit better. Um, she, she's her milk is just about come in. Um, so she's still doing okay. a little bit of colostrum, but uh, her milk okay. is starting to come in. So that's a good sign. Uh, her her boobs obviously hurt from from pumping every two hours. That is a fate I would not wish on anybody. I told her it's like that meme, like where the very skinny cow and the farmer walks up with fifteen buckets in his hands. It's time to go again. <laughs> It's that it's yes. that exact meme because I whew, I I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, women are amazing. That's I there's just and she the other day she brought up she's like you've done so much work since the baby's been here. I'm like that's because I can't do any of the hard work. I'll change diapers right. and swaddle and hold and and soothe. Hell, I'll even stay up all night if I have to, but because I can't I can't do the hard work. Like mm-hmm. I can't. It sucks. I can't let her sleep for extra time. So. I go to bed later no matter what. Even if I, last night I only got like four and a half hours of sleep or whatever, I'll still probably be up till midnight no matter what. Um, yeah. Just because that's my bedtime. And But I can't feed the baby without having to wake Katie up to feed the baby, right? Um, and I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll get to that point where Katie's able to pump for more than just one feeding, right? We'll get to that point yeah. where it's more. But right now, um, she has to wake up every two hours and pump or pump then try and feed and then go back to bed right so Mm -hmm. like i there's she's doing the hardest work so so but other than that she's good she's eating which is good the first day we both realized we forgot to eat even though you warned us even though you told us you're gonna forget we did it anyway we like it was like i think four o'clock in the afternoon and katie's like all i've had today i think is a bagel and i was like i don't even think i've had a bagel i think i had coffee and i think i had like a bar or something like that. And that was it. Like, so it's been, uh, that was challenging, but we're back on a schedule now. Um, this morning was a little rough because he last night was not a good night. He, Mm -hmm. it was, I think the start of that, Hey, he needs more food. Um, yeah. Thing. So he stayed up pretty late and we didn't get him to actually fall asleep until like two o'clock in the morning. But then again, okay. then he slept till six and then he fell asleep again until eight thirty. So okay. it's, I mean, just weird hours. Right. So just kind of rolling with the punch yeah. and figuring that out. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's uh, so crazy. I'm so excited. Um, the, the last thing that uh, I would tell you and yes. Kayla would also tell you is make sure, and we're in a way different time to have a baby than when I had a baby 10 months ago. Sure, 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 sure. But, you know, whenever you do get that chance to be around people, make sure you are the advocate for Katie and Ben. You know, make sure that you, like, you're handing out hand sanitizer. You're making sure Katie's comfortable with people Yeah, holding the baby, you know, this and that. Like, don't ever feel pressured to let somebody hold your baby because they want to. You know, definitely advocate for your baby and Katie because I know she'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. Ben will, you know, I mean, Ben's going to be asleep probably either way. So, (laughs) yeah. Yep. uh, uh, That's, that's really good advice. I think luckily I I say luckily, I mean, we do miss going out and going places, but we are not seeing 
a lot of like extended family right now, especially because of coronavirus, because, you know, it's just mm-hmm. plus traveling with a newborn is a pain in the butt. We went to the doctor and I packed him five diapers and two changes of clothes because like, you don't know, you have no idea. And that was a 45 minute doctor's appointment, you know? And I had to use two of those diapers in those 45 minutes because he loves to, I change him and then he goes, to the bathroom right away in a clean fresh diaper because he's a pain in my ass it is it is uh it's such a different world now right like packing up to go see friends like if you know we we even just go somewhere for for the afternoon it's like all right got the diaper bag how many diapers you got you got wipes you got Mm -hmm. another pair of clothes just in case you got some snacks like you got some food i mean that's yeah and shoot now we have to bring uh you know like pumping equipment so that katie can pump and stuff like that and to to feed it it's a whole different world it's uh we went to see um the lumineers in february right kayla and i did and we went with uh my cousin jordan who made our amazing logo yeah she rocks Um, she rocks she's amazing um we went with her and her husband josh and both of them were still pumping (sighs) so they little caesars thankfully has a pumping room so they had to go to the pumping room right when we got there um Jordan had a pump in the middle of it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it is stuff that you have to think about now. That's yeah. It's, it's really actually, it's just nuts. It's nuts to think about it. Also, Jordan's kiddo is ridiculously cute. Katie is obsessed with him. So holy cow, this, this child, he's the happiest baby. We're going to have them on the podcast at some point because Jordan went through, she had a C-section. She went through a whole different experience than you and I went through. Good. Um, Um, I can't wait to hear about it. But her baby is the most perfect human being. Uh, like, he falls asleep in your arms. He's like, laughs and smiles. And maybe it's just, maybe Cora was just a terrible baby. And that's <laughs> all babies. <laughs> maybe all babies are like that. But uh, he just, like, I just remember the first time I met him, I held him in my arms and he was like cooing and calling. And then he just fell asleep. Like, no fighting to fall asleep. Wow. It just happened. With Cora, it's like you have to really fight her to go to sleep. So, like, he is the most perfect baby. It's amazing. Ben's 50-50. I, I mean, and yeah. everybody says, like, all babies are different. Yeah, Ben's, Ben's 50-50. He, there's certain times where he'll just fall asleep. Like, he'll fall asleep <laughs> in the middle of eating sometimes. <laughs> like, I'll have a bottle in his mouth, and then I'll have to, like, wiggle him a little bit, and he'll wake back up and be like... Oh yeah, I was eating and finished eating before he goes back to bed. Like, right. uh, and then there's other times where, actually, right before we started recording, I fed him, and then I gave him to Katie, and Katie's like, "Oh, I'll get him to bed." Um, and then we took like a quick break. Like, we came down for 20 minutes, took a quick break bef- before we started recording, and he yeah. was still awake. And she's like, "Nope, he's still talking and and messing around and stuff like that." So he does seem to be a little bit nocturnal. So I think uh, it's always worse for him at night. Because yeah. he falls asleep real hard during the day. Yeah, I say it's going to be interesting, you know, as you go down and he gets older, like he's going to be going from sleeping 18 hours or whatever it might be a day total to like eventually it's going to get wind down to like, oh no, he's now only taking <laughs> <laughs> two naps a day. Uh, I was just thinking about that actually. I was like, so it's kind of nice. I I uh, made a joke to in, in our group chat we have like, mm-hmm. man, I wish I had a which I had a gaming laptop because he sleeps so much 
as long as I'm next to him, I could I could be playing video games. He's just right here. I could just go and play some video yeah. games, right? Because he's asleep for like three hours. Then get up, feed him. You know, it takes about forty five minutes to get him all down, and then he's asleep again for another three hours. It's like, man, yeah. there's a lot more downtime than I thought there'd be. There is, and it's like, um, so is Katie not on maternity leave or FMLA? So she is. She is. Uh, she, this yeah. week she had Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. She actually worked. But all they had were just like meetings that she had to be on her laptop for. Um, And since I was on paternity leave anyway, she was like, I'm just going to work. And, you know, because it's only three days. And then she actually gets paid for a little gaming the system here. Uh, If she worked the three days, she actually gets paid for two weeks, right? Because they don't go back to school until Monday. And then actually she's going to work the first two weeks of school um, because the way they have it all figured she has a whole plan figured out. Um, <clears throat> so she's actually not going to take maternity leave until uh, middle of September to middle of October. So she's only going to take, she's only going to take a month off. And that's, I mean, wow. it's all, it's all because she's able to work from home. Right. And yeah, if, if we weren't able to work from home, it would be a much different story. So we got really lucky. Yeah. I, well, this is probably the only bright shining part of this whole pandemic, but um we got really lucky that Katie's able to to work from home and do, <clears throat> you know, and take care of Ben. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like for our situations as, you know, fathers, like our paternity leave, I didn't even have paternity leave. I just had to take PTO. Right. Um, you know, that that first week's hard because, you know, Katie and Kayla, they're re- they were are recovering. Yeah. Um, but that first week, really, they just, the babies just sleep. That's, you know, there's not, there's not much help we can be other than, you know, feeding, changing diapers. Like that's kind of it. You know, it's like, I almost wish I could have taken that time, you know, had that week and then taken another time, like two months into it. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think that'll be, it'll actually work out pretty good because she will take maternity leave about a month in. And she'll take three mm-hmm. full weeks off, um, three work weeks off. So it'll work out to be like four weeks, right? Um, yeah. And I think that'll be a good time for her and him to get time together. And of course, I'm working from home, yeah. so I, I'm upstairs, downstairs. I can work wherever, for wherever around here, and mm-hmm. and be fine as long as I'm not on a conference call. I, uh, I'm okay. Yeah. Good. Good. So it's well, good. I don't want to. I don't want to hold you much longer. I want you to get back to your beautiful family. Thank you. We've ch- chatted long enough. Um, and it, was, it, was a, it was a thrill reliving this. This is the first time I put together top to bottom, like the whole birth story. So it was, it was a thrill to, to go through it. It also, again, just as stressful the second time around as it was the first time. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. You know, I, I loved hearing about it. I am so excited to come see you guys eventually and meet too. Ben and and have Cora and Ben meet because they're going to get married one day. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, they're legally obligated to get married. So they are, it's, it's wrote somewhere, maybe on a piece of paper. This was a contract written a long, long before they were even thought of that. Our kids had to get married one day. So they, uh, hopefully, hopefully they understand when they get to the age where they're like, no, this has to happen. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. I know Kayla goes, you know, or Cora, we take to daycare and Kayla's like, Ooh, Cora, your boyfriend's there. I'm like, no, there's only one. There's only one for, <laughs> there's only one for Cora. Right. 
And uh, it didn't matter if, if your child was a boy or a girl. That it, it, regardless, they were getting they married were no matter be, what. Yeah. So uh, I'm super excited. Uh, we miss you. We miss we you. Love you both. Thank all, you for the three p- of you. Thank you for the pizza again. We loved it. It was very good. Yeah, I'm glad we finally made it happen. <laughs> yeah, after your after your credit card got or your debit cards got stolen yesterday. Oh my god, what a debacle! That's the um, worst. I feel like that happened. I mean, once every like six months, I feel like I get to a point where it's like my whatever my card information, or I have to reset my PIN or whatever it is because mm-hmm. it it gets taken. Luckily, most of, like ninety percent of the time, it gets caught by the bank or by the credit card yeah. company, but. That's it's just so annoying. And then you have to change all your cards and then you change all your online ordering stuff too. like, yes. hey, this bill, you get an email. Hey, your bill didn't get paid because it's on automatic payment on a card that doesn't exist anymore. Such yeah, a pain. it is. It is. But uh, yes, you're welcome. I'm glad we could get you some food. Uh, I hope that we can see you guys soon. We Like I said, we miss all three. Of, well, now we miss all three of you. We yes. love all three of you. We miss you so three, much. too. We we need a plan to get together soon um hey halloween's just around the corner we're still coming over for it hell yeah all right i'm in we're trying to play in costumes now uh, so, so are we we'll talk about we'll talk we're gonna do a whole episode on uh, on halloween because i want to yes. talk about it. what kind of what kind of podcast would have joe lopez and not do a whole episode about halloween that's what i'm saying i'm here for it i think october should be a whole spooky month we're not doing a month of halloween joe we're not we're just (laughs) joe we're not doing a month of halloween the people will get bored (laughs) all right all right we'll do one in today's episode joe's gonna name all 10 of his favorite halloween movies from the 1980s that sounds like a great episode (laughs) oh my uh, god we'll do one halloween episode i think yeah, yeah, I, we have to. I think I think yeah. doing Halloween parenting is is a good uh, is a good one. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, you need to put Ben to sleep. Yes. Katie needs you so yes, that she, she can go take a nap or take a shower or whatever she needs whatever, to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, but you can find us on social media at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at bigdadenergypod at gmail.com. Jared, where can they find you uh, personally? Yeah, you can find me at uh, callsigngoose83 on Twitter. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at shemansky93. So uh, I'm going to spell that for you because I know no one's going to be able to, no one's going to be able to find me if I don't. So it's S Z Y M A N S K I nine three. So you can find me on Instagram there. Joe, where can they find you? You are, you can find me at Joe S Lopez one, one eight at Instagram and Twitter. I was able to snag both of them. Nice. Nice branding. I love it. Yeah. Branding. Uh, but definitely email us some questions. Yes. Email us feedback, suggestions. We're always looking to uh, to keep this fresh and exciting. Yeah, we want to uh, hear think, from you guys. Yeah, I think in the next few weeks, we're going to have a few different segments on here um, as well. And some guests. We're going to look at getting some guests, too. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate that support. Please reach out to us. Please follow us. Uh, we've loved hearing everything so far and all the support we've gotten so far. But uh, thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Remember to click your tongs twice before using them.